You're listening to Show Me Your Mic, a show that interviews other podcasters about their workflows, gear, and thoughts on podcasting. Your host is Chris Enns, a podcaster who's hoping to learn more about the craft by talking to fellow broadcasters. Yes, hello. Welcome to Show Me Your Mic. I'm Chris Enns, and uh, this episode I'm joined by Jory Raphael, a designer, illustrator, who specializes in the clean and usable, as according to his bio. He's done artwork for uh, most notably, I guess, for podcast folks, for uh, 5x5, Dan Benjamin. He's also the creator of the custom-crafted icons at Symbolicons. Uh, we'll talk a bit about all of that. It's a bit of a unique episode in that uh, we, Jory isn't exactly a tradition. He's not a podcaster, but he is somebody who lives and works in the podcasting world. And so just... From a visual design, artwork kind of perspective, I thought it'd be fun to have him on. So, Jory, are you still there? Hopefully you haven't... I am still here. Lost you to the Skype monsters? <laughs> nope. And how are you doing today? Uh, I am doing well. Yeah. So far, so good. <laughs> this is... Uh, you've done a few interviews with uh, some other folks. I know I'll put some links. There's uh, the Happy Monday podcast that you did. Uh, I don't know how recently that was. I didn't see the date. Oh, May back in May, and yeah. uh, and then also over on uh, Tim Smith's show, The East Wing, you had done that as well. So, uh, yeah, I've been on a couple, a couple episodes. Uh, I think of the old Daily Edition at Five by Five, and then um, oh yeah, I think Dan roped me into a frequency once or twice, kind of at the last minute. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> not sure it was any of my best, my best work, but. <laughs> You're, just, you're sort of on call, as it were, I guess, with five by five. You're... Yeah, yeah. Dan will Dan will just last minute text me sometimes and say, "Hey, you free to chat?" I'll be like, "Uh, okay," and I'll take my phone or computer and go and sit in a hallway somewhere. <laughs> yes, and you're uh, so you work. This is your full time gig, right? Designing, uh, your drawing, illustrating uh, at Sensible World, which is your your business and that's your full-time work from home kind of gig or you work out of an office? Yeah. Or? Uh, Sensible world's my full-time design business studio, wh- whatever you want to call it. Um, and I, uh, I have a home office that I'm, I'm here where I am right now, usually about two days a week. And then I actually work from a, uh, a nice co-working space about 35, 40 minutes away. Um, in Burlington, Vermont, um, the, the other days of the week. Which is nice to have an office to go to and, and be kind of surrounded by other creative folks. Um, it's called Study Hall Collective. Uh, so that I kind of get the best of both worlds where I can kind of be at home, quiet, and focus on things. And then then have coworkers who, for the most part, aren't working with me on projects. Although um, I do do some collaboration with them as well. Nice. That's actually quite similar to what I do. I work from home Tuesday, Thursdays when I do podcasting. And then yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday work work out of an office and it's not, a, I need to find, I need to get into the co-working space. It's a more of a traditional office. And so it's not quite as inspiring to be around people. Talking it is about. a, yeah, it's, it's a, um, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. It has the best of both worlds. Cause I, I love it. Um, and, uh, one of the projects I'm working on there is called notably, um, which I don't know if we'll talk about or not, but it's a, uh, uh, app for, for parents to kind of keep track of the moments in their kids' lives. Um, with my buddy Jackson Latka. And so we both work out of study hall. And so that's nice for the collaboration. And then there's always awesome stuff going on, but then it sometimes runs the risk of, you know, going on tangents and, uh, it's right in the heart of Burlington. So, 
you know, lunch breaks tend to be a little bit longer than they might need to be, or, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, it's the best kind of distraction to have, but every now and then I need to kind of strip that away so I can really, really focus on some things. Yeah. Well, actually let's talk about notably right away. Cause uh, you had, when we were emailed, we, we talked about that, but I was doing research then I'd forgotten actually to make a note of that. Cause it was just, I was focusing more podcasty stuff, but, yeah. uh, why don't we talk, what's give the, uh, sort of elevator pitch as it were, or whatever for, for your app. This is your first sort of go, go around with an app as your own. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've helped design a couple others, but this is kind of the, the first one that I would call my own, um, you know, certainly in, in partnership and in collaboration with Jackson and, and some other folks. Um, and it uh, notably is, it's a simple way for parents to, to share and tell the story of their kids' lives. So think photos and videos and um, one of my favorite features is the quotes, um, little audio moments, and then also kind of a more traditional blog type post um, that we call notes. Uh, and uh, so kind of a, a contained private network to share these moments and keep track of them and then share them with the people you care about in your life. So um, I, my wife and I both can post to our kids and they have their own little streams um, and then share it to her family who lives in Seattle. Uh, and so they get the kind of the constant update about what's going on in these in the kids' lives and, and how they're growing. And it's been fantastic kind of keeping everyone in the loop and offers – I mean, we still, you can share out to Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. And, and we certainly do that as well. But, um, and Facebook's great for a feedback loop with some of your friends and family, but it doesn't have the permanency really of a single place where all your kids' moments are. Um, and so I, I kind of use a little anecdote where if, you know, my Facebook account were to be deleted tomorrow, um, which, you know, I, th I thought about on a few occasions, but, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, if that were to happen out of my control, if that were to happen and if my computer with all of my photos on it were to, you know, crash and burn and none of my backups there were to, um, be around that notably really it has the most important content to me, which is, you know, my kids, the photos of my kids and they're growing up and it's the, I don't know if I'd call it a baby book, but it kind of is filling that need, mm -hmm. um, and it's, uh, you know, we, none, none of us, Jackson, certainly and myself, we kind of, you know, have the best, we tried to create those baby books when our kids were young and he was a little bit more successful with his first son doing a daily photo project. But, um, it kind of, you know, as you know, being parents takes a lot of time and, uh, sometimes <laughs> those best intentions of, of recording and, and, you know, starting a baby book fall by the wayside because everything else gets in the way. And this is notably is just a great way to, to do it quickly. When a, when a moment happens, I post it right to notably from my phone. Um, and we uh, are actually launching a web app fairly soon so that people without iPhones can also use the app. Oh, nice. So it's kind of like a, a bit of a cross between the sort of Tumblr interface style of, you know, just quickly posting a, a thing like a status update, a photo, a video, mixed with a bit of path and because that's something that my family has been, my extended family we've been sort of struggling with is you know how to share this stuff we've been using path but it's kind of crashy on some app or some devices and and things like that and the videos don't always play and then we were toying with google plus because you could sort of develop a little circle there and share some videos but then you never know what google's going to do with the data, <laughs> the data that you're yeah. sharing yeah so yeah it's definitely it's kind of an amalgamation of a bunch of those mm -hmm. um but kind of the the 
key portion of it is that it's about your kids. So, you know, I'd been using Path2 and, and Facebook and stuff, but you still, to tell my mom who, or my dad who, who, you know, aren't part of these other social networks or kind of don't, aren't up on the, the hottest new app, um, to convince them to create an account to follow me on Path or something like that uh, is a little bit of a tough, tougher sell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're very much you know, for better or for worse, a lot of those social networks, most social networks are really at some level ego driven. So when I'm posting something to Facebook, I'm posting it. It's, it's still me. And so I kind of put the thought into like, oh, is this, is this how I'm representing myself online, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas with Notably, I'm posting for my kids. It's just my kids. My, you know, I'm posting for my daughter and my son and my wife is also posting to their accounts um, as well. So it's really about, you know, I get, get to take I'm certainly proud of them, and, and there is a lot of ego involved in, <laughs> in sharing your kids' moments. But um, you know, it's not necessarily about me; it's more about them. So, and te- so telling my mom and telling my wife's father, et cetera, that you know this is the place to see your grandkids is a lot. Um, it's a lot easier to kind of show them the value of that than connecting with them on another network. Right. Yeah. And is there a sorry? Like we joked before, and we'll, we'll turn this into an accidental parenting podcast again, like <laughs> yeah. Merlin did in the last episode. But um, is there uh, an ability for then, say, the grandparents to add to that same? I don't know what you call it, a feed or whatever. But like for your your son, let's yeah, say. yeah. So in the in the current app, no, but it is certainly a feature that we're working on. Right. Um, and it's kind of the you know it's this we're slowly and we have limited time and we both have we both have day jobs. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a labor of love and we're working as hard as we can and, and kind of adding more and more features as, as we go along. So like, we, I won't go into it, but we have, you know, huge and wonderful plans for this, the service, <laughs> um, that will make it so much nicer than it is right now. But, um, and, and that's, that's one of the features that we certainly have discussed and, and really want to add is, is kind of more of a, a collaborator feature as well. Yeah, because that's almost the it's it, within families, anyways. It's I'm sure uh, single folks or kids without ki- people without kids probably don't really care too much. But within families and stuff, that's almost the holy grail of like grandparents have photos of the kids now on their iPhone somewhere, and this other person has photos in their iPhoto library. And it'd be nice to be able to get some of them. You don't want all of them, but you want like just a few of the best ones, and uh, and to sort of share. And Apple's chasing that a bit with iCloud, but it's hokey and not great yet. Uh, we'll see with iOS seven, I guess. Anyways, that's a whole nother podcast, a whole nother <laughs> discussion. But what's neat, I guess, is that uh, from a design perspective, you're getting to, is it, has it been frustrating or fun to sort of not have, and you have your, your partner you're collaborating with on it, but you, you're not reporting to a client per se. And so I found anyways, I know in, in doing web work and stuff, it's, it's liberating at first to be, have your own thing and just be like, I can just do whatever I want and nobody, don't have to answer to anybody in a sense. But then at the same time, it's like, crap, I can do anything <laughs> and there's nobody to sort of rein me in sometimes. So how have you found from a design perspective and the, the parts that you're, cloud, you're working on, I guess, to not sort of have to answer to somebody? Well, so for notably, it, you know, it's, um, you know, I could design anything I want for it, but because, because it's not just me and because there's the partnership there that we, you know, bang ideas off of each other. And, um, it's kind of been a pretty fun collaborative process where one of us will, design a screen, um, and then hand it off and the other person will tweak it and then we'll kind of go back and forth a few times. So 
you know, I say that I designed notably, that's not strictly true because, you know, Jackson did too. And I couldn't, there may be a few pieces of the app that I could point to to say, well, that's all me. But really every kind of every piece of it has had more than one set of hands on it. Um, so there's kind of that restriction too, where it is, we have complementary kind of uh, styles and, and uh, enjoy, you know, similar kind of looks and feels for things, but we, we don't have the same. So finding that balance and kind of, you know, merging the two styles and the two uh, opinions has, has helped form the app. Yeah, and I think that, that there's sort of a parallel there or a, a segue, I guess, back into podcasting with that is so often I, th- I think podcasters tend to be solo and uh, and don't, you know, they might have interview guests like you, but it's you don't have any long-term investment, obviously, in what SSKTN does or doesn't do. And and so that idea, I think, of, of bringing people along, which I've found great joy in doing on other shows where I have folks like Tim Smith, that you, you were on his show on East Wing, but um, like him and Adam Clark and other folks who I've done podcasts with, where it's collaboratively building something together, not so much the solo uh, guy sitting in your basement, which I mean I am, but <laughs> but sitting by yourself and building this thing, it's it's nice to have someone else to work work with, bounce ideas off of, collaborate with, and together build a an even better thing than I think than you would on your own. So, right, and you, there's someone to be accountable to as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, why haven't you published that episode? You're supposed to? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I guess moving towards podcasting now yeah. at uh, minute fifteen. Hopefully you've you've uh, you're still with us because and weren't true turned off by parenting discussions and things but i think what your app is driving at is, is really neat and i think i wish you much success in that um, well, thank you but yeah the, the main reason why i wanted to have you on here was to t- discuss podcast or podcast artwork and design and uh where i came became familiar with you is probably where a lot of di- people did through five by five and uh i know on the happy monday podcast you sort of talked a bit about how you connected with dan uh just happened to be through twitter he put out a I think he'd put out a call or, or something to that effect of looking for designers and you responded quite quickly and, and sent him some stuff or, or maybe it was vice versa, but, uh, no, that was, um, uh, kind of, that's, that's a little, that's yeah. So um, <laughs> you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I, I listened to it just a, a couple hours ago and then I was dealing with kids. You are completely and so. totally wrong. <laughs> um, I had, let me just play back what, the tape. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. we, um, where did I start? Okay, so I, I designed, um, I have a icon sets that I sell at symbolicons.com. And uh, sorry for the plug. But uh, when I first created them, when I um, designed the initial set and I decided that I wanted to sell them to other designers and developers, uh, I created the website and I'd put them up for sale. And I, I reached out and sent emails to you know, a bunch of different designers and developers and and people kind of in this space who I admired and, um, you know, kind of completely, uh, selfishly was hoping that maybe, you know, someone would talk about it who had a little bit more reach and a little bit more (laughs) more influence than I did. Um, and, uh, Dan was one of the people who I'd been following for a long time on Hive Logic. And when he initially started five by five, there were a few shows, on the network at that point, and I, I'd listened to those, um, and so I'd sent him an email, you know, with a link to Symbolicons, and, and and you know, mentioning that I'd love if he could chat about them in any of his shows. And, and there was a show back then called the Dev Show, which was kind of a link-based show where they talked about what was going on um, 
uh, on the internet and kind of newest things. And they mentioned it. And then that was great and fantastic. And then probably about a week or so later, Dan got in touch with me and asked if I had ever designed any podcast artwork. And I said, no. And, uh, but I'd love to, or I think I said, not yet. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. (laughs) Not yet. Yes. I quote you from happy Monday. (laughs) That's my little sound bite. And I completely ruined it. it Uh, (laughs) um, so, uh, and the rest is history. I started designing the artwork for him and, uh, kind of redesigned some of the, the initial artwork that he had done in, in the new style that we created. And, since then, it's been, we've done a ton of them, and I just actually finished up a new one today and posted it, so. Yeah, I saw that was the Pen Addict, right? Just, just, yep, uh, yep. One so that was uh, uh, one of the, the 70 decibel shows that are now under the 5x5 umbrella, so that was a redesigning some existing artwork to kind of keep its r- original flavor um, and style, but make it feel like it was part of 5x5, so. Yeah, and that's um, actually we'll jump around because that's something I was going to ask you about is just from a designer's perspective, like uh, traditionally or, or up until that point, you'd been just taking, I guess there was a few shows with Dan where you'd sort of rework them into the new style that you'd done. Mm-hmm. But uh, but taking artwork that's, um, I don't know whether Mike had done them all or what Mike had done exactly. I'm actually having him on the next episode, coincidentally enough, coincidentally all enough. Right. So I can ask him then, I guess. But You guys are just going to talk about me the whole time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's the follow-up complain about Jory show. No. Oh, oh, complain. Okay, yeah, good. Exactly. That's a, that should be a good one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, taking his artwork that he had done or he had outsourced, I don't know, again, wherever it came from, and sort of reworking it and keeping the flavor because that, um, I won't pretend to quote all the shows right now, but I know The Pen Addict, uh, Bionic was another one. Um, where it's, there's just too many shows on five by five now. <laughs> that are ones that were uh, that were of, with seventy decibels before. Uh, I'm trying to think of any others that made the transition. So, mics on mics, which is my that's I haven't done that one yet. That's next on my plate um, to redesign that one. Um, I'm, I'm kind of looking at them right now. <laughs> yeah, he'll be the better command space. Right. Um, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are the, the thing about that. It's kind of it's interesting because I feel like. In some ways, that type of work is easier. In some ways, it's harder. It's easier because I don't have to think of the initial, I don't have to come up with the initial creative work. So, um, you know, I, I run the risk of when I'm designing new artwork for 5x5 five five of repeating myself in some way, shape, or form. And I, and I do to some extent on some of the work. And that's part of, I think, part of the style, certainly. But, um, each show needs to have its own identity and kind of be recognizable as its own thing as well as being a part of the five by five brand and have that the kind of the 3d look and feel that we're currently using. Um, but kind of the, the, you know, the 3d part is kind of easy once I've thought through the idea, but choosing the right typeface and deciding if I'm going to use an icon or what kind of background image or effect we're going to use that exploration is often what takes the longest. Um, and then we're deciding what angle it's at, if it's coming up from the left or the right, et cetera. With the artwork for shows that came from 70 decibels and, and similar, kind of that initial creative work is done. And then it's just how do I take that artwork and interpret it in a 5x5 five five style um, without you know alienating people who were used to it. So that if someone, it's kind of this weird thing where 
you know, a lot of people say that they, if they see a piece, uh, a piece of show art for a podcast and it, you know, it didn't have the five by five little logo band at the bottom, they'd be able to recognize that it was a five by five show because of the style. And I want that. But at the same time for something like the pen addict, I also want all the listeners who, you know, have been listening to it up to this point when suddenly the artwork switches in their podcast reader to not be completely, you know, lost so that they can still recognize and the colors are the same. And, you know, at least the, the typefaces, if they're not exactly the same, they have the same flavor. Um, so that's kind of, that's the, um, that's the tricky part of that. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, both, both are certainly fun. Yeah. And I look, 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 I'm looking at the before and after sort of right now on 70 decibels.com and then on five by five with the pen addict in particular. And I, I like what you did is it, it, you carry the flavor of it, but it's kind of like a, a nice rebranding that looks modern, fits the five by five aesthetic, obviously, and theme and, and style. And then, uh, but yeah, still retains enough of the old, old style, old, old look that it's, it's certainly familiar and not completely like foreign, like you said. So, um, and I think it's funny with podcasting because it's, it's, even with the the argument that people often say, like you need to have it consistent and and publish episodes every week, et cetera, I often think like, well, really, for a lot of people, not to this isn't, I guess, a pushback against what you're saying, but just in general, it's <laughs> it's kind of like, well, you subscribe to stuff, and if it's not coming, you're not going to really unsubscribe if the episode doesn't come next week. You're kind, you might wonder where it is, and and you go check the website, but it, you know, it doesn't take a lot of effort to subscribe and just maintain a podcast that you're not listening to. It doesn't add any space. It doesn't, you know, similarly here, uh, you know, certainly you could make an artwork, I guess, that would be so offensive that <laughs> somebody might be unsubscribed, but hopefully they wouldn't be so turned off just because the logo looks looks different and added, you know, they're, they're so anti-3D, let's say, or something that they're <laughs> so turned off by it that they would leave. But yeah. that being said, the, the transitions that you've done have been awesome. I've loved the the command space one I actually really like. And, uh, and you had mentioned, uh, which is, this isn't a 70 decibels show, but the prompt is the new show that Mike and Steven and, uh, Federico are doing. And yeah. you had mentioned that that artwork was kind of your, your most recent and not your most recent, but your favorite of your recent work anyways. Uh, yeah. So that was, um, I, I, that one didn't take me very long to do, but it took me a little bit to kind of come up with a concept for it. But, um, in some ways, the prompt is kind of the the next generation of uh, uh, the five twelve podcast, right? And they and so you know Mike kind of gave me the brief for it and basically said it's going to be a show about Apple, you know, really. And and the um, I think the five twelve podcast had kind of some pixelated Mac icon that was they were using for their art, and so. But he said, you know, that that's kind of where that's our history, but. It's a new show. It's got you know new hosts, and and we want to kind of liven it up and freshen it up, and but still be about Apple and about its history and everything you love. And so, kind of going with the the retro Apple rainbow color there um, mm-hmm. struck me after a little bit. I initially one of the early drafts I was kind of playing with was doing the letters, kind of the the three having the letters each be three D and having the colors come from each of the letters. Um, but it wasn't quite getting the effect I wanted because it was then so just the going full rainbow in the background. Once I did that, it clicked, and then using Chicago as the typeface uh, kind of just made sense to me as well. Um, and it's a typeface I don't think I've actually ever used in a design, so it was fun to kind of harken back to the early days of the the Mac OS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. it looks great, and uh, it definitely helps sort of set the tone I think for the show. In that, like I said, coming from 
listeners who are listening to five twelve the five twelve podcast and, and transitioning it's you know it does set, help set the tone which I think is a, an important part of what um, deciding on artwork and picking artwork and designing artwork and all that kind of stuff is is a just as important a part of the podcast as deciding your topics and discussion and mics and all that kind of stuff which again is why you wanted to have you on here <laughs> what's the Great. process been like as far as and not to you have to spill dirt on on Dan or Mike or whoever but uh, you know process of designing for somebody else uh, the the artwork for somebody else and how you can spill on Mike's uh, he'll be on next week he can defend himself I guess but <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, just in you know uh, I come to you and I mean I guess I can say I came to you <laughs> with the idea of doing some artwork for, for shows and sort of exploring that option and it's just not feasible right now but uh, that process of uh, maybe advice for somebody coming to you or so, to someone like you for design for a podcast artwork and, and what what helps you do your job better I guess and and uh, what the process is like. Well, I mean, uh, you can't beat listening to the shows first which is, uh, you know, sometimes not possible if you're if you're maybe doing things in the right order and and uh <laughs> and kind of getting all your your ducks in a row prior to launching your first episode. So um with 5 by 5 I kind of had the luxury of Dan had already been doing it for a little while and already had the shows up. So uh I had those to kind of fall back on and you know the big web show art is very very similar to what um, was initially around that I think Jeffrey Zeldman designed that I just tweaked it just a little bit, added in the full, you know, kind of the, the more of the full background color, I think maybe flipped a couple things around, but you know, it was very much the same art. And so it was kind of using that saying like, okay, if I can take something simple and put it in this new style that I kind of, you know, I, I the first show that I did for him, uh, the first piece of artwork was for the, the briefly awesome, and the name of that show was initially what inspired the kind of the 3D style that I came up with, which was thinking of the term awesome and just like, you know, big letters and kind of coming in from, you know, often this big, had a picture of like big stone letters coming in. And um, then I, I, you know, was like, oh, wait, if I make this 3D, then that can be the linking piece to connect all the other art. And there were only, at the time, I think three or four different shows. So it seemed, you know, it had someone come to me with 30 different shows and said, we need these all to look similar. That would have been a different story. <laughs> yeah. But so I started small and then was kind of able to refine it from there as the new shows were added. Um, uh, yeah, so I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, the the idea of, so now someone, that was Dan's case, I guess. And so yeah. and we talked a bit about Mike and, and working with uh pre-existing artwork and changing that over but say so starting with a brand new uh uh show podcast and i come to you and say like i've got this show i'm doing with these couple other guys it's we don't have a name yet we're kind of we'll settle on that and <laughs> that's maybe too little of a brief i guess to give you but let's say we do have a name but you know and and uh this is the aesthetic we're kind of going for is technology and whatever and stuff what's what helps you i guess um someone coming to you what helps them do you know, it. the, the, it's, it's interesting. I mean, the more information, the better. It's just like, it's, it's like any design project, really any creative mm -hmm. brief. And, um, I've been kind of particularly probably blessed, um, with the five by five work and, and, you know, with the 70 decibel thing, stuff as well in that 
Dan has given me a tremendous amount of creative freedom and there is, you know, very few pieces of art that are currently live on the site that, um, aren't at least very similar to the first draft I, I presented him for better or for worse. Um, you know, most, most have been tweaked after kind of showing them him, but, um, and, and colors have been changed or, or typefaces, et cetera. But for the most part, like these are, he lets me run with it. And, um, for five by five, I think that at this point I, I, I was, I looked back and I've been doing artwork for him since, you know, since 2010 now. So, so three years or so. And, you know, I'm not, we've only met once, but you know, we, we, I am back and forth every, you know, once a week or so, or, or sometimes more often, sometimes less often, but you know, for better or for worse, I'm kind of part of the team. So, mm-hmm. he, and I think he trusts me with, with the look and feel of it. And I've done enough work for him that he, he lets me have fun, which is fantastic. And, uh, Mike has been, Mike has been no help whatsoever because he just, he, he, he pumps my ego up. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, I'll show him something and he'll, he'll tell me how amazing it is. And I'm like, I don't, I do, I kind of want, I want more critique. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, he's been great to work yeah. with too. And, and, and likes my style. And, um, so kind of, I think he knows what they, they both know what they're getting when, uh, when I'm coming in to do a piece of artwork for them. And they kind of certainly kind of know the direction that's going to go in because it has to fit everything else as well. Yeah. Um, and it's so, yeah. So for, I mean, for a new piece of art for a different podcast network or someone who's, who's starting on their own, it's, it's just like any creative brief. It's, you know, show me examples of things you like and what you don't like, what colors do you like? Or, you know, what's the show about? What kind of feel are you trying to go for? Um, and yeah, it's just kind of iterating off of that, I guess. Yeah. And I should mention too, for folks who are, um, maybe looking to looking for some design, I guess, uh, ideas and, and starting with a, an icon, let's say even, or, or things sort of, sort of grab from you're currently in the midst of a, the year of, I, sorry, I'm just looking for the, is the year of icons is that what you're calling it? I can't remember. Yeah. The, I lost <laughs> yeah. my, my notes here somewhere, but, uh, uh, and that's, uh, something they can find, uh, sensible and, uh, I'll throw the link in the show notes, which you can find at sskTN.com. Um, but uh, yeah, as a, as even as a, I've looked through, I've been following along with the the year of icons that you've been doing, and uh, and basically it's it's kind of like a neat way to even inspire something yourself that you might do as a basis, like sorry, myself, not yourself necessarily, but <laughs> <laughs> the, a basis for for a project. Uh, you know, if you've got a just looking right now at number one eighty six, a whale icon, right? Which I mean most people associate or a lot of people associate with Twitter fail whale maybe uh, or us older Twitter folks anyways maybe do but uh, <laughs> so maybe that's what you want or you don't want but anyways as a ba- starting point anyways uh, I'm rambling here but of uh, of getting your sort of podcast or your idea off the ground sort of some building blocks to start from is a it's kind of a neat thing and, and it's a little more traditionally for some of the web apps and websites and things like that but there's no reason why something like that couldn't play a part in in uh, podcast artwork um yeah, it's actually the icons. So the year of icons is I'm, I've been designing and giving away an icon every day this year. Um, and I, I have not designed today's yet, so <laughs> I still have to do that. Um, but uh, it's what you say, it, it's, you know, good for web stuff and good for podcasts. It's one of my favorite uses of my icons that I've done so far is um, my brother actually is a carpenter, a fantastic carpenter. And he, um, 
woodenhammer.net if you guys need any nice. cabinetry or anything. But he um, he built this this great little TV cabinet out of reclaimed lumber, and for the doors, used these old paned glass paned windows. And then he took we took a couple of my icons, uh, I think one for the TV, one for video, and one for audio. Um, I think that was it. Maybe one more, and had them printed in vinyl. And we put them on the windows. And then he used, uh, there's a treatment you can do on the glass to frost it. Right. So he frosted over the vinyl, the whole piece of pane of glass, and then we peel the vinyl off. So it's kind of like a, looks like it's kind of been etched into the glass, the icons. And kind of seeing, the, seeing these things that I've been designing for websites in the real world and, and use that way is pretty fun. Um, so that was one of, one of my favorite uses. Oh, nice. So I'm just searching here. Wood and hammer.net, did you say? Wooden. Wooden hammer. Okay. That's Wooden hammer. Yes. There we go. Cool. Yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes for that as well. <laughs> of course. What else can I pimp? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. That's all good. Um, where was it going to go? Now I'm looking at uh, amazing woodwork, <laughs> which is yeah, he's really he's really good. <laughs> Hate it when people are like that, but it's good. Uh, it's good to have it in the family. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but going back to podcast artwork, what looking at you know, say I don't know if how often you would do this, and maybe it makes you cringe to look at it. But say you look at the iTunes podcast listings, either for ideas or listening to a new show or whatever. And we'll get into at the end of the show here, uh, getting some uh, your thoughts on shows that you do listen to. But um, looking at the the podcast artwork and what sort of Again, going back to someone who's who's starting out here in, in podcasting, what kind of things do you think make for a good good artwork? And and, uh, and not just speaking, I guess, strictly with the you know the five by five aesthetic, obviously, which is if you're doing a you know a network of shows, it helps to have like you've said you know a, a common theme so that people looking at it in the iTunes Store will it's a familiar show and they can recognize it and subscribe because of that. But uh, yeah, what kind of things do you think? folks should be trying to do better at what do you see that doesn't work you can call out shows if you want i don't care um well My no <laughs> I, won't, I won't call it shows i think i mean the in a lot of ways you know the podcast art is you know it's an album cover for starters but then it's also it's a logo for the show in some ways and i you know there's art that i've seen that it, it is just way too busy there's too much going on and they and they try and or someone will put a lot of text in it, like descriptive text or, um, uh, you know, tons and tons of like, uh, you know, if there are six hosts on the show, there'll be, you know, uh, photos of all six hosts or something. And that, you know, that that's, can be difficult because it's not easily recognizable, um, especially in something like the iTunes store. You, you need, you want it to pop, you know, for lack of a better word. And, um, kind of the sim- simplicity and bold choices with type or with color can help do that. Um, and kind of strip away what's unnecessary. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of with, with most of the, if you look at almost all of the, the five by five art is, is text-based. Um, and there certainly are some icons that I use and, and some textures, et cetera, but you know, it's the name of the show and, you know, usually a, a color that they can kind of associate with the show as well. Not and you know, not saying that that's. I, I, I like the work that I do for Five by Five. I'm sure there's other artwork out there that's probably better than it. Um, <laughs> I'm positive <laughs> there is, and uh, but you know, it's been working for us. And 
you know, I think that the kind of the simpler you can go while still getting your point across is probably the best you can do because, you know, people do kind of still choose books by their cover and you could have a fantastic piece of, you know, fantastic podcast. And, you know, if you have really ugly artwork, it's just fighting against you. And, you know, so you can certainly break through that if you get enough ratings and enough people like you, but you know, why, why, why hobble yourself if, um, you don't need to. Yeah. Why make it harder, harder on yourself than it needs to be. And that's where I think people often look at, they'll see a really popular podcast, um, or show or whatever. And, um, for me, like just to pick on one, cause it's just, it's, and I can do that. It's my show. You don't have to, I won't make <laughs> you be the bad guy, but you know, some of the twit shows where it's like this sort of, to me, it's like an older nineties style tech aesthetic and they sort of keep doing it. And then you see people who copy that aesthetic and it works for twit cause they're huge already and, and taking nothing away from what they're doing. Obviously they're, they're big already as they are. And, and, but they, they could put a potato on the cover of some of their artwork and people would still download it because they, the content is so good, right? That's why people are there. And the artwork certainly helps to attract new listeners, but they're not hurting for new listeners, I guess is what I'm getting at. Well, and they have, I mean, they have a style there too already. So good or bad, they've, you know, they, they built a brand with that style and they've continued. So if a new show comes out and it's in the similar style, it's already going to get that extra push because, it's associated with their popularity. Exactly. So, um, and you know, maybe that's why other people kind of ape, ape the style a little bit to try and, you know, if jump on the train where if you're just browsing through the, the podcast library, you know, you see something that looks like to it, maybe you'll click on it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, um, yeah, it's just too bad sometimes when people grab onto those things, not even say the five by five aesthetic, like it's a great, it works. It's awesome. I think it still looks good and current and fresh and each new show that you, you design for it. The artwork, like we said, the, the prompt and stuff looks awesome. Not to be like Mike and pumping up your ego too much or whatever, but you know, it looks <laughs> awesome. And so I could see people saying, I need to do that in order to have a successful podcast. And, and other people do it in different ways where they say, I need to buy a Heil PR 40 microphone like Dan uses or, or whatever, and that'll make me successful. And, and ultimately at the end of the day, these are all sort of extra little pushes that help you. But I think, um, yeah, getting down to the content and, the, and having a good show that's served by all these other pieces, I think is, is where uh, people sort of need to, need to focus I guess and not not miss the point of what you're actually trying to do not to take it I guess it sounds like I'm saying don't hire Jory <laughs> don't get good artwork but <laughs> I definitely can sympathize with the idea of having great art because I mean my shows for example I just I've tried to sort of put something together and it's kind of it's definitely not my strong suit it's my third fourth maybe fifth language as far as design <laughs> and so it's you know you sort of hack together some stuff and and hope it works for now and then later on eventually you, you redesign and all that kind of stuff and that's that's fair i think so um but at any rate i digress into my complaining about my own artwork <laughs> <laughs> um where was going to go with that the uh the plans i guess for for the future for for you and and uh have you ever thought about doing a podcast i mean someone who's so involved in podcasting uh, by design on the design side have you ever thought about being involved like aside from obviously you're like you said you've been on a few shows here and there and interviews and, and things like that but is this something you would like to explore i mean yeah i have thought about it i i kind of uh, one i i thought specifically about you know some sort of design podcast but but on the flip side i feel like one thing that you need 
I don't know, it, it, it need to kind of uh, be current and have your pulse on things or for a podcast is to, is to be current and have your pulse on things. And I'm not, I kind of waffle between that. I go in and out of kind of keeping up with what's going on in the greater design world, et cetera, um, because I, you know, stu- do still need client work to pay the bills. So I'm, you know, can and have been known to spend uh much way too much time on Twitter um <laughs> but but uh you know when I'm actually working and doing a lot of work for clients um that's what I'm doing and that's what I'm focusing on so I don't know I mean at some point maybe I still I'm not sure that I have much of value to add to many conversations but I don't know I like being on them I like chatting <laughs> um uh it's I, I have a I have a background in theater, so I kind of, I don't, I don't mind that part of it. So maybe I just need a podcast where I'm completely not being myself Um, (laughs) or I'm doing a character. Maybe that would work. Yeah. You can, uh, do the, yeah, play a, play a part and and less of a, less of yourself and (laughs) getting into the, into a role that way. And then people would probably like that better anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think there could be a, I mean, it's the tough part is, uh, I was going to say, like, it, there sh- certainly could be a market or a an audience for the, I don't know what it would, like, whether it's the screencast or video podcast world of of what you're doing and, and things like that and talking through some of the designs and, and those kinds of things, I think would be really interesting for folks. But I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I thought of that. I thought of that, too. And haven't, it, that's, that's the, the tricky part of that, too, is I've uh, kind of early on in the year of icons, I, and, and this is just a time thing, but I posted a couple kind of process videos, sped up process videos and me creating some of the icons. And there's this weird thing, this weird vulnerability of putting that out into the world where I'm sure I design and my process for things is, is similar in some ways to other people, but quirky in, in, you know, my own particular ways. And there's this vulnerability of like sharing that with the world and, you know, the videos, I sped them up really quickly. So it's like, Oh, you know, this stuff happens. Maybe you caught that. Maybe you didn't, but some sort of like instructional podcast or or something along those lines completely and totally interests me and maybe I want to do it at some point but it also scares the crap out of me (laughs) Um, (laughs) to like open myself up to that critique and I I, probably because it scares the crap out of me it's probably a good reason to do it so that I can kind of overcome that become a better designer Um, but yeah so so maybe maybe someday Maybe maybe a live stream of of doing some icons or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's one of those things too. I, I think I find anyways where it feels like it's fairly obvious what I do. Like say even editing podcasts. I'm sure there'd be people who'd be like, I'd be curious to see how you edit a podcast or whatever. And I feel like it's so germane and and bland and boring. Why would you ever want to? And I'm too familiar with it almost in some senses to to think it would be interesting to other folks in other than the end results, hopefully is interesting enough that they want to listen mm-hmm. to. And similarly with the icons, like some of the stuff, the process or the part of parts of it that you're doing are almost too familiar to you that it doesn't feel like it could be interesting. Whereas I'm sure there'd be people who would uh, just, you know, eat it up and, and figure out like how I'm just looking at the, I, I missed the the superhero icon set that you'd done as part of the year icons. I must've back in June, I was trying to remember what I was doing, why I didn't, see these but anyways you know the batman icon or the wolverine and you know and figuring out how you did the angles and the and the eyes and stuff like that and and walking through, watching you walk through that or and you do a bit of that with dribble right uh <clears throat> sort of using that as a social network to sort of preview a few things or post things that you're, you're working on but but yeah the screencast regular podcast idea i think 
could be an interesting one. Anyway, they'd have to be short. Maybe maybe yeah. I will. Maybe I will. You're convincing me. I'd have to get. I mean, I'd have to get some better equipment, obviously, because that helps. Right now, I, this is a tin can with a USB plugged into it. Yeah, <laughs> and a string stretching from Vermont to yeah to Saskatoon here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was a pain we, we head up through Montreal and then we head over. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe for folks, I'll, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll stop, do a quick sponsor break in a second here and, and then, uh, we'll get some of your podcasts that you listen to. Um, but, uh, what, what for folks who are maybe a bit dabbling in design and are wondering and curious, what kind of tools do you use for, since I can't ask you about the mics you're using and stuff like that for podcasts, what kind of tools do you use for design and, and favorite apps and things like that? Um, I am a, a fairly hardcore Adobe Illustrator user. So that's Illustrator and Photoshop are where I do the majority of my work. Um, all of my icons are designed in Illustrator. Uh, you know, I do, I will sketch some things um, prior. For the year of icons, I, I haven't been doing much sketching for them because I'm trying to just knock them out and do them as quick as I can. And um, so, the, you know, some of the icons are a little flawed because of that, because I'm not <laughs> spending maybe the time I should on them. But that's kind of the only way I will make it through the rest of the year is if I can kind of sit down and do them really quickly and get them done. Um, so uh, illustrator is where, where I do all of my, you know, icon work. It's where I start the podcast artwork for some shows, certainly for the five by five stuff. I start in illustrator. Um, and then I finish everything in Photoshop. Um, and, uh, for, for web design, I, you know, I, Final designs. I'm still using Photoshop for that. You know, there are people who would disagree with that as an <laughs> appropriate choice, but I still use Photoshop for web design. Um, I've actually moved to Illustrator for wireframing, which is something I hadn't done in the past. Um, kind of just using quick shapes and, and gives me the control that I like, um, but lets me kind of still work in kind of more. It, it looks it looks good while still being sketchy in wireframe. Um, where, you know, my problem with a lot of the apps that are built specifically for wireframing um, and some of the online ones, there's, I just don't, they don't look good enough to me. Like the, the, the icons they choose or the style of the blocks when you're just blocking things out. So um, Illustrator, I kind of have a little palette of some pre-used shapes that I, or shapes that I use over and over again. And then I can use my own icons. <laughs> <in Yeah. those. laughs> so uh, you do have that going or that advantage, I guess, that you're. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, Illustrator and Photoshop are what, what are the two apps I could not live without, um, as far as design work goes. So, and yeah, occasionally I'll use, I need to use InDesign for, for page layout and stuff like that, but, um, Illustrator, then Photoshop and then, then maybe InDesign, but that's, uh, that's the, that's the boring truth of it. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm going to pause for a sponsor break and, uh, when we come back, I'll, just to ask you about some podcast. I'm assuming you listen to at least one, one other podcast. I forgot to prep you for that. But now, uh, what are podcasts? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just get you live in a cave, and and this mysterious Dan guy sends you a, a text telegram saying, "Draw this," and then you send it back to him, and you don't know where it goes. <laughs> yeah, no idea. This is crazy. <laughs> so, uh, my thanks to uh, my sponsor of this this episode is the Sound Lounge by T Bone, uh, my buddy here in in town, who you can hear his work in the intros and outros of this episode uh this show actually and uh and you can hear more of his work over at the soundlounge.ca audio post-production services uh loops music intros outros radio jingles all sorts of stuff like that if if you're looking for any sort of voice audio music work um he actually does a lot of work in 
cheer creation for like those uh, uh, cheerleading competitions and things like that. Uh, mixing together music and getting licensing and all that kind of stuff, figuring out. So if that's something that you happen to be needing or you've heard of somebody, but uh, check him out over at thesoundlounge.ca. And uh, he has a wide, his voice is the one who's actually doing the intro here on the show, but he has a wide variety of, of folks that he works with. So if you're needing a different voice, a, a British spy voice, uh, whatever kind of voiceover you might need, uh, visit thesoundlounge.ca and talk to T-Bone over there. So I don't know if that was enough time, but uh, Jory, what kind of what podcast do you listen to in your spare, quote-unquote, spare time? What podcast? So I'm, I, uh, when I listen to podcasts, it is uh, usually while I'm cleaning the house, uh, which happen, happens all the time because I have two small children who do not know the meaning of the word clean. Um, I can identify. Yeah, it is. Oh my God. I've spent so many hours cleaning our house, the kitchen in particular. Oh, anyway. Uh, so, um, so the show, let's see when I listen to recently, I mean, it, it varies. Cause I kind of, I go in and out of kind of what my interests are and kind of what I've caught up on. Um, but recently I've been listening to, um, I've been listening to the prompt on five by five. I've, uh, I listened to the, uh, the incomparable on five by five. It kind of satisfies a, the kind of the geeky side of me. Um, sometimes with some of the stuff they go through, um, been listening to giant size a little bit here and there. Um, listen to back to work. Uh, one of my favorite new podcasts is, uh, pixel recess by Paul Armstrong. Um, who's a wiseacre on Twitter and, and it is a, I forget, I forget his exact phrase for it, but it's, (laughs) I think it's like the shortest non-design related design podcast. Yeah. (laughs) And it is, uh, it's just ridiculous and funny. And he talks to just, you know, designers and developers and people for, you know, five to five to six minutes, uh, just asking them ridiculous questions. Uh, and it is hilarious. So I highly suggest you check that out. Um, yeah. So, and that, and uh, recently, uh, I've been listening to this podcast. So there, I was listening to this podcast this morning. There you go. Catching up. Catching up on all the you you had to be prepared for the intensive uh deep probing questions <laughs> going back into your history and your soul that we were going to be talking about I guess as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm glad you don't have a soundboard yeah yet that's <laughs> yet okay <laughs> no uh, and what what apps do you use to listen to podcasts with um uh when i real you know when i'm real. at when I'm at my computer i just i will often just listen directly from the website folks websites but uh on my phone when i'm cleaning which i do a lot of as i always mentioned uh, <laughs> i already mentioned uh i i use instacast nice that is uh another i need to i'll have to put up a, a board uh like a scoreboard but that's uh by far and away the the runaway winner i guess of, of what app most podcasters seem to be listening to on this yeah show. and that was just a, that was a i forget when i started using it but you know, I started using it really shortly after they first came out, and I just haven't even tried anything else. I mean, not that, not saying anything bad about against them, but I just I, I haven't tried any other apps because I had you know it yeah. fills it fills a need for me, so I don't 
there may be better ones. There may be worse ones, but uh, that's the one I use. Yeah, I'm in the same boat actually too, and that's maybe a lot of people because it was kind of like the, one of the first. There's a few, not the, it wasn't the first one, but it was one of the first sort of heavily promoted, talked about iOS apps. I think that came along, and it was kind of just okay. And once once you sort of settle into that, it's there has to be something that breaks, I guess, before I would bother. Yeah, and I think they also had they also in their screenshots that they they used they were actually uh, they were using five by five art. So I was like, well, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of promoting what I did, so I, can, I have to do it. If it serves your ego, then so I should be. I got to figure out. A this way could to, be a this could be a horrible app. Yeah, but you're using my icon, so yeah. of course I'm going to use it. All right, good to know. If you ever need <laughs> Jory to drop by. Start put, yeah. putting, your, putting his icons in your thing, whatever it happens to be. He'll use it. Uh, <laughs> well, I think we've covered all, all this stuff, but where can folks uh, find you, follow you, stalk you, all that kind of stuff online if they're so inclined? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Sensible World pretty much everywhere. Uh, App.net, Twitter, uh, .com, .net, uh, Symbolicons.com, uh, Sensible World on Dribble. So I think those are the, the main places. Sweet. Yeah, I'll put all those links in the show notes, which you can find, of course, at ssktn.com. And uh, this has been episode 21 of Show Me Your Mic with Jory Raphael. My thanks to you, Jory, for stopping by. My and, pleasure. And uh, you can find this and other shows that we do, of course, at SSKTN, Twitter, SSKTN, Facebook, SSKTN, and Google Plus slash some long string of numbers. <laughs> and uh, you can, uh, what was I going to say? There's something. Oh, look forward to episodes. Uh, I may release it this week because I have a couple, I'm sort of getting backed up with guests again. Uh, Mike Hurley will be on live on Thursday recording from Jolly Old England. And so that'll be either coming out this week or next week. And also Lex Friedman of podlexing.com talking about sponsorship and things like that coming up. Um, and beyond that, I don't know. So watch watch the website and the Twitter account, et cetera, for, for updated info. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Show Me Your Mic on the SSKTN Podcast Network. Follow along on Twitter at SSKTN or like us on Facebook.com slash SSKTN. Be sure to visit SSKTN.com for interviews with other podcasters, as well as learn about other shows we produce, such as Welcome to the Internet, Too Lazy to Blog, and Lost in Lemon. Lemon.